Hey, you're listening to Orla's Happy Hormones podcast, talking all things female health and wellness. I'm Orla O'Flaherty, a certified naturopath and herbalist, and I'm here to talk about everything from periods, PCOS, endometriosis, health, sex, wellness, and life in general. Here's to happy hormones and a happy you. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Orla's Happy Hormones podcast, and we're up to episode 25 much further along than I ever anticipated but look we all surprise ourselves every now and then don't we and I'm really glad that I've kept going with this I'll be honest there have been times when just through life events and stress and whatever else that I felt like I was just too tired or not emotionally able to do it or didn't have the brain capacity to get through the podcast and all that jazz but that just goes to show that we are all very much human and I am very much human and this week's episode is veering away from the happy hormones side of things and back into the emotional mindset areas of life and simply because I did a poll recently asking people what sort of content that they'd like to see more of and it was actually more of the emotional mindset, thought process, anxiety, depression, getting yourself out of ruts, things like that, they were the predominant responses. So from that poll, I'm kicking off with, now I'll be honest, the title of this was going to be Anxiety and Reflection Practices, but the the longer I sat down writing my notes, it's, it's gone into a few different areas. Yes, it's anxiety, but also our own thought process and our own emotions and what it means to to look inward and to look at yourself. Because at the end of the day, everything is a projection of yourself. Everything that you look at, every person that you look at is a projection. Uh, sorry, is a projection and a reflection of yourself and vice versa. When people look at you, they are seeing a projection of themselves or their selves, themselves, their selves. I don't know. You know what I mean? But when you think about it in life, we are snippets of what people see in us. Nobody ever sees the real you. They see aspects of you. And those aspects of you are projections of that person. They're seeing what they want to see because it's within them. Or else it's an aspect that they want to have. I talk a lot about our shadow sides and our our mirrors and again our projections and what all that means 
I know it may sound like mumbo jumbo and you don't quite get it. It took me years to understand it, to be honest. But during my training through psychotherapy and all the young and Freud and all that jazz, the, the real interesting stuff where you're going back to childhood, all that shit. But it, it really does have a place and a purpose. Because we, when we look at things from a broader perspective with an open mind, be it ourselves or others, we see things from a completely different light. One thing I've learned about myself over the years is to stop judging myself so much that it's, it's okay to not be perfect because nobody is perfect. And we all put across this perception of perfection. And be it down to social media. We can't blame everything on social media though. But at the end of the day, it's down to ourselves and our own perceptions of ourselves and our own insecurities and how we look at ourselves as individuals. So like I said, this episode was meant to be around anxiety and reflection practices. And it is, and it will be, because realistically, in our world, we all have anxiety around many different things and many different situations. But really, it's about getting to the root cause, what, what and why do we have this anxiety? Like, what is this anxiety? Why do we have it? What's causing it? Is it purely emotional? Or is the root cause physical? Now, that's... It's kind of a question like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? But when it comes to anxiety, yes, it can be emotional, but it can also be physical. Being under prolonged chronic stress can put the body under a severe amount of pressure and then it becomes a vicious cycle. So the more depleted the body becomes, the worse the anxiety can become. So yes, there, there is that question, is your anxiety purely emotional or is it physical or is it both? And then as well, you have to look at on the emotional side, what is causing it? And like, what is your thought process? Why are you anxious all the time? And how can you change that? And how can you change your thought process? Well, I suppose first things first, what is anxiety? Like anxiety is being in a state of constant panic and worry. We've all been there. I've been there. Every little thing seems huge. And for people who have never suffered with anxiety disorders, it can be hard for them to understand. But no matter what, everyone on this earth worries or panics about one thing or another at some stage in their lives. So if you are someone who suffers with anxiety and you're trying to explain it to someone, give them a practical situation. For example tell them to imagine something happening to a loved one of theirs 
automatically there will be worry and panic. We'll explain to them that that's there within you constantly. And it's not that easy to just switch off. Because I know one of the issues with anxiety is trying to explain anxiety to people. Especially to people who have never suffered with it. There's one thing I hear a lot from other people out there is when they say, oh, they should just get over it, they should just be happy, they should just do this and they should just do that. And sometimes it's not that easy. Sometimes it's it's harder to just get over things. And again, that goes back to the physical. If your body is under prolonged stress, if your cortisol and your adrenaline is way too high for too long, it's hard to pull yourself back from that. So it's a matter of getting a balance there on the physical level. But when it comes to anxiety, stress really can be the tipping point for anxiety. Like in life, we we have a tripod. This is the way I explain it to people in clinic. So we have a tripod. So we have three legs on a tripod. The first leg is relationships and connections. Your second leg is money and security. And then your third leg is health and sleep. Now, as human beings, we can keep functioning on a basic level when we worry about one of these things. If one of these things is bothering us, look, we can get through. So if you have money problems, as long as you're sleeping and you're healthy, you can manage that. If you have relationship problems, if you're sleeping and you're healthy and you have money, you can, you can look at the relationship and you can look at the connections If two of these things are gone though, we become very unstable and we do start to shake. So if you have money problems and then you're not sleeping and your health is being disrupted, then it's hard to focus on keeping your connections and your relationships alive and vice versa. If you have relationship problems or connection problems and your sleep or your health is out of whack but you have money slash security that will start to waver because you're constantly worried about those other two areas and then what usually happens is when two of them become very unstable the third one eventually will go and the tripod collapses and it's usually when two of these areas go that we start experiencing anxiety on a regular basis and if it goes on for a prolonged period of time your body is creating so many stress hormones that eventually you are in a constant state of panic and worry all the time But the beauty in our anxieties and in our stresses, like when we're constantly worrying about something over and over and over again, and we keep looking for solutions and we keep trying to fix things and we're looking outward all the time and you're constantly, how can I fix this? What can I do? Your head is racing a million miles an hour. But the beauty in it is actually when 
you're looking for these stress responses, if you actually look inward, that's where you're going to find your solutions. It's not looking outward. It's looking inward. The more inner work and self-discovery I do, the more I realise that when I stop looking outward for answers, that's when I get the real truth bombs. And look, we can read so many self-help books and practice so many different self-care rituals and mindfulness techniques, but inevitably, when it comes down to it, we can't fix a problem until we know the root cause of it. Like, the way I say it is, think of having a rotten tooth. It's really painful, it throbs, and it literally consumes consumes us entirely. Like, if you have a, a toothache, you cannot function, it's horrible. But then, like, if the tooth breaks off, like the rotten part that's seen, if that's gone, but the root is still there, you're more than likely having an infection or an abscess or something. And it isn't until the root is actually treated that we can get relief. And in all of life's issues and problems, until we get to the root cause of things, be it a physical problem or an emotional one, we truly can't start to to heal things until we look at that root. So... A lot of people's anxiety and anxieties and worries in life are about money. And I get that. Trust me, I get that. But I do also get the side of, you'll hear a million times over, money doesn't make you happy. And look, money doesn't make you happy. I do know this from a personal experience. Going back to when I was a teenager, I didn't have money problems as a teenager. I didn't have to think about money as a teenager. But I wasn't happy. I was very ill. I spoke about this before, having been misdiagnosed with clinical depression. I wasn't happy, yet I had no money problems. Now, as an adult, yes, <laughs> out in the real world, I do have money problems because we all do at times. We go through different stages in life where we worry about certain things. But having those issues isn't what going to make me unhappy happiness comes down to being happy within yourself but when it comes to worrying about money which many many people do if not 90% of people it's not so much the money that you're worrying about it's yes you need money to pay for things But really, what you're worrying about is that feeling of security. If you have money issues, you you don't feel safe because you're waiting for something to be taken away. Ever notice, and this would happen to me, like if loads of bills come out at once and then all of a sudden you're Susie Homemaker and the house is pristine. Well, say hello to OCD which goes hand in hand with anxiety and worry and stress. When we feel like things are completely out of control, we try to control everything else around us, be it cleaning, 
constantly washing your hands, clothes, towels having to be folded a certain way, that's one of my things, um, obsessing over everything we put in our mouths, it, it's all hand in hand, we feel like we can't control our anxiety or the outer world, so we try to control everything else. We control what we can to feel safe again. And that's where those issues are coming from when it comes to money problems. Yes, you're worried about money, but really what you're worrying about is that feeling of being safe, that feeling of security. If you're worrying about money, you don't have that feeling of being secure. So that's when your OCD is starting to come out and that's where the the high levels of anxiety are starting to come out. And it's a matter of trying to control those feelings. And putting plans in place to take care of those feelings and emotions to contain that fear around money and I know it it sounds so much easier said than done trust me I do but it is a matter of putting plans and putting plans together and putting them into action and that's the way it is with everything in life to be honest and like I spoke about that tripod in life. So on the first leg we have our relationships and connection. On the second leg we have our sleep and health. On the third leg we have money and security. But out of all those legs, the only one that is truly out of our control now, this is 90% of the time, because there are in other areas we have no control either, but 90% of the time it is money and that feeling of security. And it's down to loads of different factors. So the likes of salary, bills, kids, partners, partner salary, etc. But even in saying that, there can still be a solution. And that's why I'm talking about putting a plan in place and putting that plan into action. So the likes of budgeting. And my granny taught me the best lesson in life. And this is as a very young girl. I remember when her pension would come in and she had a, a scullery um, in her house which brings back very fond memories but she would go to a cupboard in the scullery and there'd be a tin with loads of different envelopes and she would separate out her pension into each different envelope and she taught me that when your money comes you separate it into your bills envelopes straight away without hesitation bills get put into your different envelopes right there and then now nowadays it's a bit different obviously maybe not maybe some people still use envelopes um but she taught me right money comes bills get paid first so what I do is I calculate out my yearly expenses so for example what you could do is add up the likes of your monthly your rent or your mortgage your bills your so like your ESB your oil your broadband your bins your car insurance, your tax, your phone, your food, whatever you have. So do that for a month. Then multiply it by 12, then divide it by 52. And then this would be the likes of your weekly bills envelope. Or else what I do is a direct debit into a house account. Now, What I would suggest is to always add on, if you can, 
add on the likes of 10, 15, 20 euro every week for a contingency plan, just in case something happens. So say, if, for example, you put 15 euro into a contingency plan, then there is 52 weeks in a year. That's an extra 780 euro backup. So it's doing little things like that that can help to take away stress of money and security by being proactive, by doing a budget. So putting all your bills, rent, mortgage, everything down in one. And even if you get paid monthly, still do the weekly because it's not as much. It's not one big chunk. It's you have a certain amount of money coming out every week. And then if you have your contingency plan, you have a backup in case something happens, if an unexpected thing comes, which in life, it usually does. And that's life, it's unpredictable. And unfortunately, with life being unpredictable, then comes your sleep and your health leg. So when it comes to your sleep and your health, yes, you may feel like it's out of your control, and sometimes it is, but there are so many tools out there now to help. Like what I always say is a quote by Hippocrates, the the father of modern medicine. Mo- sorry, modern medicine. Let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. So eat real food. We need it for a very specific reason. It contains all the vitamins and minerals that we need. Drink water. Like plants can't survive without water, so neither can we. If you feel like you're not at your healthiest or stress and anxiety has taken its toll, then get help. Look for help. Ask for help. If you're not asking for help, why aren't you asking for help? Is there a self-sabotage mechanism going on here? Do you feel like you can't do it alone? Do you feel like you're not worthy of happiness? of being healthy, of living a fulfilled life. If there's ever ever any area in your life where you know you need help but you're not seeking help for it, why is that? That's when you need to look at the likes of self-sabotage. What's going on there? But when it comes to the likes of your health and your sleep, like I said, there are so many tools out there. You can go to your doctor and you can set up a plan with them. You can find a nutritionist, a herbalist. You can go to the health food store. There's herbs, food, supplements. These all things help. And if it calls for it, like I said, go to your doctor. If there's a chemical imbalance going on where your anxiety levels are way too high, then maybe look at the road of medication if, if you feel... If you've exhausted all other options, to be honest, what I would advise is looking at your environment first. What can you change in your environment? Be that your food? Are you deficient in certain vitamins and minerals? Have you tried, say for the likes of your sleep, have you tried magnesium? Have you tried zinc? Have you tried chamomile tea? Have you tried the easy options first? And then looking at your environment, what people, situations are causing you angst. Can you change this situation? Can you remove it from your life? Can you remove yourself from it? 
If not, then this is where the deeper work starts to come. And again, it is looking at that self-sabotage mechanism that, look, we all do it. I've done it. I have to catch myself from doing it every now and then. So don't worry, I'm not up here on my high horse. We all do it and we all have to continuously work at it. Uh, at checking ourselves, really, and excuse my French, but calling bullshit on ourselves. Because we can tell ourselves tell ourselves a story over and over and over. But at the end of the day, it really is just a story. And that's why I say that's where the real work starts or the deeper work starts. Because, look, you're being triggered for a reason. In life, we are all mirrors. And I spoke about this earlier. Like, aspects that you like and dislike in others is actually just a reflection of ourselves. Now, look, don't get me wrong. Yes, sometimes there can be toxic people and toxic situations that you should get away from. But there there is still always a trigger. And this trigger is an opportunity for self-awareness and learning and growth. Even in a toxic situation, something's been triggered in you. What feelings are coming up? Is it self-worth? Is it self-sabotage? Is it not loving yourself why do you feel like that why is this situation bringing that up for you like I said these are all areas and opportunities for self-awareness and growth and how do you figure it out how do you figure out what the emotions are and what the triggers are and what's being brought up in you like you could be in a situation and you're made really really angry and you get full of rage But what's that rage and anger actually masking? Anger is an easier emotion to feel than so many other emotions. Because when we're angry, we're projecting onto others. This person made me angry. This situation made me angry. They did this, they did that, they're assholes, blah, blah, blah. It's, It's what we all do. Because it's easier to be angry and project out than it is to actually look at ourselves and realise, okay, where is this anger coming from? What is this anger masking? What feelings are actually underneath? Is it, again, self-worth? Is it self-love? And how do you figure this out? By doing the simplest yet hardest thing there is to do. And it is by looking inward and by sitting with the emotions, with the feelings and listening to your thought process. What is actually buried underneath all these feelings of anger, these feelings of fear, of anxiety, of panic? What is the root cause of the fear? To get to that answer, now is when I advise you to start journaling. I did a post on it this week. And I do this practice with many clients and with myself again. Now, I had stopped for a long time, but I've gotten back into it in the last couple of months. And I now see so clearly on so many areas in my life. I see where my own insecurities and my own worries and my fears, like where they all came from. Now, I'll be honest, it's not, it's not easy. 
and it is a process but one worth doing because that brings me on to the relationship and connection part of the tripod because fundamentally the relationship and connection that you have with yourself is the most important one worth cultivating in life you cannot expect love from anywhere if you cannot love yourself first you can't fully give or receive it but learning to love yourself first and also having boundaries and respect and honoring yourself first that's where the magic happens we crave connection on a basic human level but until we learn to connect with ourselves first there's always going to be bigger challenges because if we ignore our own basic wants and needs first you're not loving yourself in life in all areas of life be it platonic romantic familial relationships you need to honor your boundaries and you need to respect yourself and your own worth before you can have any sort of fulfilling relationship with anyone around you friendships relationships any of them honoring yourself first shows self-love and shows self-respect and holding space for those wants and needs for yourself first will make you a better person in all areas of life because if you can show yourself love and show yourself respect then you can show others love and respect and you can receive love and respect in return when we speak about relationships and connection and like i said we crave it on a basic human level but we need to connect with ourselves first and stop looking outward you need to look inward no matter and like i said no matter how many self help books you read and how many mindfulness practices you you start doing yes they do all help and they bring you on a path and they they start you on that journey i'm not saying don't read them and do go i have loads of them here because every now and then you you forget certain things but really it's not until you look at yourself and start to accept yourself and connect with yourself and i'm also going to say it connect with nature connect with everything around us and really feel what it is to be alive that's when relationships can thrive what i will say is trying to get there can be hard but start writing every night for 15 minutes before you start take 10 very deep slow breaths then start writing without stopping if you find you're getting stuck and you start thinking just keep writing i'm stuck or 
I don't know what to say. Just keep writing that over and over until the flow comes back. What you're trying to do with this journaling process is spark the subconscious because that's where you're going to get all your answers. Our mind is a labyrinth and our minds try to trick us and our thoughts try to trick us. But if you can connect with the subconscious, that's where you're going to get your truth. And your truth is the most important thing in life. This really is the gateway to connecting with yourself. And your innermost thoughts and beliefs are disbeliefs that you have with yourself. I love dream work and I love Jung, Carl Jung. I love his work. Freud, I'm a bit, eh. He was a bit too involved in the, the parental side of things. Um, but I love Jung's work and going into the shadow side. And it sounds scary, and it is scary if you get stuck there. But going into the shadow side doesn't have to be scary. It's it's dipping your toe in and seeing where it is that you have insecurities and where it is that you have worries and why it is that you have them. And it brings you to a deeper level of self-awareness. Now, it can be hard work, but like I said, that's if you get stuck there. But it's when you find out what your insecurities are, are or where they're coming from. That's when you can start working on them. Finding them can be the hard part. Working on them, not really. It's showing yourself love and care every day. It doesn't have to be a big thing. Something as simple as giving yourself a face mask and telling yourself you're beautiful. That's okay. You can do that. Telling yourself that you're worthy. Telling yourself that you're enough. Telling yourself that you're lovable. Telling yourself that you matter. Because you do. You're put on this earth for a very specific reason. Next time you're walking down the street. Look at people. Look at them. They're not just people. They're souls. Think about yourself walking down the street. And everything that's going on inside your head. And then every other person that you look at is going through the same thing. They have their own thoughts, their own feelings, their own emotions. Their own anxieties. So one thing I will say is that when you do look at people, connect with them. Like I said, we crave connection on a basic human level. Smile. Say hi. Give somebody a compliment. Take your headphones out. Make eye contact. And know that everybody on this earth goes through some level of anxiety and fear and self-loathing at times. But we are all human. We've all been through our own wars. We all carry wounds. 
and showing compassion towards people and not judging them. That's what will make a difference in showing compassion to yourself first and showing yourself love first. Connect with yourself and then connect with others. So that's this week's episode of World is Happy Hormones. <laughs> like I said, while writing my notes, I realised it's not just about anxiety. So I said the title was going to be anxiety and uh, can I, no anxiety and something I can't fully remember. But I think that'll probably change by the time I edit and publish this episode. But anyway, I hope you got something from it. I hope you enjoyed. And if you've if you liked it, feel free to tag me, screenshot it, hit me up in your DMs, whatever. If you have any questions, feel free to send me anything that you want. And for now, happy Thursday and happy hormones, guys. Be kind to each other.